This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. No, 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 no. We're not going to Hawaii, though. Uh, Ron might just have come back from there. Listen, Ron, we were looking for you last week and uh, trying to figure out exactly where you were uh, on the campaign trail with Bernie or maybe in the Caribbean with Kelly Ripa. Uh, where exactly did you go? And did Jack score another goal while you were away? Jack did not score. No goals for my man, Jack, but he was slam dunked by a dolphin while swimming with him in the British West Indies. He was very peeved about that, I must say. And Dominican uh, Sue? <laughs> yeah, but the good news was he got back to his little Disney cruise boat, and they gave him a bunch of free stuff, so it's not that bad to get slam dunked by a dolphin. Free is always good. Free is uh, good. Listen, I, I, I suppose you, as well as Goose, and our listeners are wondering why we opened with that theme music. I am. Uh, Hawaii Five O. You, you're wondering, Ron? I am. I'm always you wondering are. when you start talking. You know, you know well, that's our way of that. commemorating the Five O fiftieth anniversary of the NFL-AFL Common Draft. Yes, sir. It was 50 years ago this year that the NFL and AFL drafted the same players together. And, Goose, you can tell us who the first player was that year who was taken. With the first pick, the Baltimore Colts selected defensive tackle Bubba Smith. And, Gooseman, tell us who was the second player taken that year. second pick. The Minnesota Vikings selected running back Clint Jones. And uh, Goose, where did they play? It wasn't the University of Hawaii. It wasn't Notre Dame. It wasn't Michigan. It wasn't USC. It was. Oh, no. Here they come. No. Not only two of the, the first two picks, but four of the first eight picks of this draft were Spartans. Well, he's right about that. Ron, he's right. And to commemorate that occasion, we have Spartan Clint Jones, the second overall pick of the 67 draft with us today. We also have former quarterback and now CBS analyst Phil Sims to talk about the draft in general and its quarterbacks in particular. In fact, one of those quarterbacks, Paxton Lynch, the University of Memphis, he's going to join us, as will ESPN's John Clayton, Hall of Fame voter, to talk about yet another quarterback. That would be Tom Brady in his four-game suspension. But that's not all. We're not finished. We also have historian John Turney of the Pro Football Journal with us to dissect that 67 combined draft that we talked about that featured Clint Jones. I mentioned, of course, Tom Brady. Free Brady! There's news this week, and we'll get more to that in our second hour. But first... I kind of like to get a general sense of how that news went down in the Boston or New England area with the Hall of Fame voter from the New England area. So, oh, wait a minute. That would be our Ron Borges. Ron (laughs) Borges. Ron, any vigils outside Gillette Stadium these days? Free Brady! I've held my breath ever since it was announced. I, I I only stopped to do this show. Uh, the fans are certainly upset. Uh, they're mad at the commissioner, Goodell. They're, they're mad at uh, owner Bob Kraft, saying so he didn't fight enough. Uh, 
and they've elevated Brady from saint to savior of the world. But I, as you guys know, always believe this is how it was going to end uh, because the issue hasn't been about deflated footballs really from the start and certainly for not for a long time. It's about management power uh, over workers, workers' rights, assuming they have any at all, which it looks like they don't. When you say how it's going to end, do you think it's ended or do you expect anything more I, I do think it's ended because, I, I mean, I don't think it's ended from the union's side and Brady's side. I think they're going to try to get the full uh, appeals court to hear the, the case, but I don't believe they'll do that. They do it on average about once a year in the Second uh, Circuit Court of Appeals on a good year. I just think that they're way too busy to continue to go after who put air inside a football. I just think it's over. Okay. Well, as you know, we had a legal expert, and that would be uh, Professor Jeffrey Rapp at the University of Toledo College of Law weigh in on this subject this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And he said something which I thought was right um, and also very logical, and that's that nobody won here. You agree, Ron? I don't, actually. Uh, I saw that he said that. I found it interesting, but I don't because I think uh, uh, if it stands as I believe it will, I think it's actually a big win for the NFL and management and a big loss for the union. And that's what the union feared all along and was somewhat uh, reluctant to go forward. Uh, But they did because it's their job. Because before, guys, it was debatable about how much power the commissioner had had been handed by the players. Now it's codified by a federal appeals court. And and in that decision, they repeatedly said one thing that, that jumped out at me which you guys have heard me hammer before, which says if the players wanted a different system, they should negotiate a different system. Right. Uh, and that's always been my belief, and uh, it's why they're in the fix they're in today. They sold themselves out. Goose, you on board with that? Yeah, I think going back to when Goodell first handed out the suspension, it, it stopped being about Tom Brady then. It became the process, which the union was thought was unfair, and then the procedure uh, and the, the precedent that Goodell now with this has final say. He, he can suspend and fine for the good of the league and for the best interest of the game. Hey, Ron, one more question on that before we move for, forward. But um, sure. that's something that the NFLPA is going to have to address, and that would be at the next CBA negotiations, I would expect. But to right. get that, they're going to have to give away something, and something fairly substantial. What yeah. do you give away? Well, well, I agree with you, and, and I don't know that, that the owners are going to be all that uh, interested in giving it away because they've seen what happened in other sports when they started getting independent arbitration, which is that uh, – uh, they started losing uh, those other owners started uh, losing and losing pretty regularly just about everything they do is against every form of of uh, uh, law and Christian ethics in the world uh, it's a little problem for them so you know they like to keep it the way it is I think it's going to be hard to get it I think they'll get ramrodded in a lot of ways uh, will be the only way they'll get some form of it uh, including an 18 game season uh, and a lot of other things right. that that they don't want. So right. uh, in the end, I don't think the system's going to really change unless they want to go on strike. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about this in the second hour. But now let's move on to another quarterback. And this news happens to come out of Dallas. And you know what? <laughs> this is our lucky day. We have a Hall of Fame voter from there with us, too. Mr. Goose, Dr. Data Gosson. Goose, Johnny Manziel. Our favorite guy. He was indicted this week on a misdemeanor assault charge in your town. Uh, how was this? How was that news being received there? I mean, especially in a state where just two years ago he was king, and where Jerry Jones, friend of the show, kept reminding listeners 
he had to be talked out of drafting Johnny Football. Well, first off, don't use the words Johnny Menzel and Hall of Fame in the same <laughs> sentence. Secondly, the, the great state of Texas kind of numb to Johnny Menzel right now. You know, nothing surprises us. He seems to be in the news every week with stories out of Los Angeles, Miami, Las Vegas. You know, he's become a bit of a one-man soap opera around these ports. You know, we're kind of anxious right now to get onto the drafts. So we can talk about other quarterbacks more deserving of our words. Well, you know, it's pretty sigh of relief. All those writers in Cleveland going, that guy's not our concern anymore. Mary Gay Cabot. Hallelujah. Tony Grossi. Thank goodness. Hey, listen, Goose. Um, Menzel, he, he strikes me as somewhat of the NFL's version of, of Amy Winehouse. I th- hope I'm wrong on that. But uh, A, would you agree? I mean, it just seems like somebody better get to this guy soon. And then B, if somebody does, who's going to be that person? Well, that's what everyone has suggested. Even his parents get help you know his coaches his friends even the agent who just fired him as a client right. everyone wants Mazel to seek help get his life straightened up but the one person who matters most the one person with the power to affect a change in Johnny Football's life is Manziel himself, and he's given no indication that he realized that this is a life worth fixing yet. It's really a sad take, and with this indictment, it's getting sadder by the day. Hey, Goose, do you remember, and I, I agree with you on that, I mean, do you remember a couple years ago when we first started out with the show, we had Fran Tarkinen on here, and uh, he was talking about numbers of things we got around to Johnny Manziel, and uh, I, I remember what he said about uh, Manziel before he went to camp because he was pretty critical of him. And uh, I'm just wondering because I know the Dallas Morning News picked up that um, that reference. Do you remember what he said? Yeah, first off, he came out and said he didn't think Johnny would make because he wasn't an accurate passer. Right, and right. And then we asked him, you know, what would you give him for advice? And he said, I tell him, get your life straightened out. And he said it pretty emphatically. You know, get your focus back where right. it belongs on the football field. I think the world wishes Johnny Menzel had been paying attention back then. You know, in the last eight months, his life has been an absolute train wreck. Disaster, exactly. And remember, we also asked uh, Fran, do you think he's going to make it in this league? He goes, you know what? If he had to put a gun to my head, I'd say, no, no, he's yeah. not going to make it. And we said, why? Because he's not accurate enough, but he has to get his life in order. And uh, looks like a genius now. Hey, um, you know, it's also, it's hard to believe, but he was a first-round draft pick uh, just two years ago. Uh, Goose, where does he go? Uh, where is he three years from now? NFL, CFL, jail, AA, where, where is he? Oh, a, I don't see him in football. You know, with the indictment okay. that just came down from this domestic abuse, there's a chance he could be in jail three years from now. Okay. Well, we have plenty of quarterbacks to talk about today. No more Johnny Manziel. But we have the draft's top three, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Paxton Lynch to talk about with Lynch joining us right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit Geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. 
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Going on now at Guitar Center, it's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings, buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar, your choice just 99 bucks. Or plug in and play with instrument or mic cables, buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Our first guest, Paxton Lynch, he's a winner. He's one of the top quarterbacks in this week's NFL draft. He was a three-year starter at Memphis, and in 2014, he took those Tigers to their first 10-win season since the 1930s. A year later, of course, he threw 28 touchdown passes, only four interceptions, decided, you know what, enough's enough. He foregoes his senior season to turn pro. We had his agent, of course, Lee Steinberg, on here a month ago, and now it's a pleasure to welcome Paxton Lynch. Paxton, this is Clark, Rick, and Ron. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, Paxton, Memphis has neither been a football power nor a quarterback factory. There's been only one quarterback drafted from Memphis in the last 50 years, Steve Matthews in 1994. So how did a Florida kid like you wind up playing his college ball in Tennessee? Well, coming out of high school, I wasn't highly recruited. Um, I know I went to a lot of camps uh, for a lot of schools in Florida, like UF, UCF, uh, Miami, and uh, South Florida. But they were never really heavily uh, recruiting me. And then going to my senior year, I got hurt and missed five games. I came back for the last five games, played in the Central Florida All-Star game. I won MVP in that. And then that's when I started kind of getting a lot of buzz from uh, some other schools. Some, you know, they got a little bit more serious with me. And then I went up to Memphis on my official visit, committed to them. And then on signing day, UCF had offered me, but I was already committed to Memphis. Well, your coach at Memphis was an accomplished uh, college quarterback himself and, uh, and helped develop uh... – Andy Dalton into a high draft pick at uh, TCU. Right. How did he impact your career during the time you were there? Uh, he had a huge impact on it, and uh, I know he was definitely one of the uh, reasons uh, I picked Memphis because 
you know, what he did with Andy Dalton at TCU, I knew uh, he knew what it took for someone to make it to the next level. Uh, so I wanted somebody like that to coach me uh, and tell me, you know, what to do and how to make myself better. So I know when I got there, he pushed me uh, every day in and out. Coach Cornelson, too, the quarterback coach, to make me the best player I could be. And uh, Coach Fuente is a really, really smart guy, so he put me in a lot of good situations uh, on the field. We're speaking with draft prospect Paxton Lynch, and Paxton's in a great situation in this year's NFL draft. And Paxton, you played major college powers in your career. I'm thinking of teams like Auburn, BYU, Duke, Duke, Ole Miss, and UCLA. But I'm just wondering, in which game and maybe in which of those games did you learn the most about yourself as a quarterback? Um, I think, honestly, it was when we played BYU in the Beach Bowl just because, uh, you know, we were up on them pretty big at the end of the game, and I threw a couple interceptions, you know, kind of to let them get back in the game. And then at the end, you know, we closed them off with, you know, a touchdown to tie the game, then a field goal to send it another overtime, and then a touchdown to win the game. Uh, so I think that game, just going through the ups and downs of that game, helped me learn a lot that, you know, the game is never over, whether you're winning by 20 points or you're losing by 20 points. Uh, you know, you got to finish the game out at all points. And I think that was a big uh, learning experience for me. Paxton, you started 38 games at Memphis and threw 1,200 passes. What went into your decision to come out early? Well, the biggest thing for me was talking to Coach Fuente and my family about it throughout the season. I know whenever I first went to school, I had my mind that, that I only wanted to be there three years. If I had the chance to come out early, I would. So whenever we had beat Ole Miss and we're 8-0, and there was a lot of buzz uh, going around by the top quarterbacks in the draft, and I was one of them. You know, that kind of influenced me at the end of the season. Uh, and also Coach Fuente leaving uh, also influenced that a little bit too as well. But I kind of had my mind made up by that point. But uh, after Coach Fuente left, I just figured it was best for me and my family to, to go to the next level and accomplish a dream I had had since I was a kid. You're almost six foot seven, as I understand it, which is kind of tall uh, on the tall side, at least for NFL quarterbacks. You know, we all know the NFL likes tall quarterbacks who can see over there, blockers right. on the field. But then they say six seven, and they say you're too big a target, so uh, they're they're always looking for trouble, yeah. I guess. But has your height ever worked against you, in your uh, opinion? And has have you ever seen it as a disadvantage? Um, I mean, I've never considered being too tall a bad thing, at least on the football field. Um, I know whenever like I go into a place, I'm usually the tallest person, so everybody can see me. I know that's kind of weird, but like whenever I'm on the field, I've never seen it as a bad thing. I'm obviously more taller guys are probably not as athletic and can move around as well as you know a shorter a shorter guy, which is you know like six two or six three. Uh, but I know being as tall as I am, I'm very athletic for my size, so I don't think it's ever hindered me, but only. Um, you know, gave me advantages. Did, did you ever hear people mention the name Dan McGuire when you were playing earlier in your career and saying, uh-oh, you know, 6'7 uh, quarterback? No, no, I mean, I never heard anything like that. The only quarterback I saw that was as tall as me was Brock Osweiler. That's right. He had a good year, but McGuire played for San Diego State, didn't have a real good uh, career at Seattle, but there were always warnings like that. Uh, you can be the second guy other than Brock Osweiler to prove him wrong. Hey, Paxton, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, your agent, I mentioned Lee Steinberg earlier. He told us right. earlier on the show that you have, quote, the biggest upside of any quarterback in this draft a two-part question a do you agree and and exactly what does the biggest upside mean for the team that's taken you i definitely agree with that just because the fact that you know playing uh my whole career i never played quarterback until my freshman year high school and and 
even when I started playing quarterback, I taught myself how to play. I never had a quarterback coach in high school. And college was the very first time that I ever had a quarterback coach. Uh, so that was the first time I ever been like coached mechanically and, you know, how to better my game. And I just think with my size and athletic ability and arm talent that whenever I get the opportunity to get in a situation to play after I have been developed, you know, had a chance to learn, I think that I've only, you know, scratched the surface of how good of a player I can be just because I've only been coached for coached specifically as a quarterback for a short amount of time. So I know once I get around, uh, you know, an NFL team uh, with coaches that have a lot of experience, you know, I will only get even better. So uh, I know Coach Fuente used to tell me all the time that I only scratch the surface of how good I can be. So um, that's why that's why I think I have the biggest upside because there's just so much more I can do. Paxton, you used your legs to your advantage in college, rushing for 17 touchdowns. Then you ran in the four eights at the combine. How have your legs made you a better quarterback? I think the biggest thing is is just being able to you know extend plays and and make plays whenever the pocket breaks down or no one's opening. You get out of the pocket and you know guys start running around. You're able to dump something off and you know make a new play out of nothing. Um, but I know at the next level, it's even more important whenever you get out of the pocket to get down because those guys are coming after you you know, with a little bit more bad intentions than they were in college. So uh, I know at the next level, a lot of those duels are quarterbacks don't last as long because, uh, you know, they get hit. But uh, I'm definitely a person that, you know, uses my athletic ability to my advantage. But, you know, the second, the second you need to get down and the play's over, you got to get down. Obviously, you've visited with a, a lot of teams, Paxton, and I'm sure they put you through all kinds of rigors on the chalkboard. Looking at it now, do you have a sort of dream scenario for yourself, a team or a, or a system that you think would best fit you? Um, I mean, there's there's obviously just not one team uh, because you haven't spent a lot of time with them. That you were like, man, I really wish I could go there. But uh, if, if I had my ideal situation, I obviously would want to stay closer to home. Uh, if I could have gone to a team in Florida, that would have been great. But that's just you know not a not a uh, an opportunity at this time, at least. So other than that, you know, I just want to go to a situation where, you know, I can grow and learn with the coaches and they can coach me up and uh, develop me. Hey, Paxton, thanks so much for the time. And you know what? Best of luck with your NFL career. We'll look for you down the road. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Paxton. Thanks, Thanks, Paxton. That was former Memphis quarterback Paxton Lynch. When we return, we'll talk more draft with former quarterback Phil Sims. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Doc Cafe Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. 
going on now at Guitar Center. It's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings. Buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar. Your choice, just 99 bucks. Or plug it and play with instrument or mic cables. Buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to Grasshopper.com. Well, our next guest should be familiar to you. You listen to him every week when you're watching TV, and, of course, you saw him for years as the quarterback of the New York Giants. I'm talking about Phil Sims, who Rick Gosson recently pushed for the Hall of Fame on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and who should be inducted into some Hall of Fame for the variety and the scope of broadcasting he does these days, mostly for CBS Sports. Hey, Phil, Phil Sims, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. Thanks for joining us. Well, listen, thank you. Good to be on. And, Rick, you know, I didn't know this stuff, you know, so, hey, I got at least I got one fan out there. I know there's a lot of fans of the Cowboys and the Patriots and a lot of people out there that like to put me in a hall. I'm just not sure what hall that is. So, but it's, it's all good. And uh, it's good to talk to you guys today. You, you got three fans in this show. You yes, got sir. three fans on this go. show. That's right. Well, good, hey, good. I, you... pre- I do appreciate it. Well, uh, we appreciate you being here. And since you mentioned the Patriots, let's get to the uh, the immediate story before we get to the draft. I'd like to ask you about the Tom Brady suspension. First of all, your reaction, and how does it, in your mind, affect Tom Brady's legacy? Uh, it's a great question. You know, I've answered this about a thousand times last year, and it kind of slipped my mind. And the, the ruling and everything really caught me by surprise because I've been so interested in the draft and watching everything. Look, first of all, I say, will it affect his legacy? Last year, I said, yes, this will be, you know, it, the people will always bring this up. But as time has passed, I don't know if they will. I'll just say this for myself. My, um, how, wherever I hold Tom Brady in my mind as a player, this will not change anything. For his work habits, for how he's made himself into the player he is, and he's been part of one of the greatest runs of football dominance that we've ever seen with him and Bill Belichick together. So, 
you know, I think when it first came out, I said, well, if he really did this, uh, which we'll never know if he did or not, because I don't know if that's ever going to come out. But I said, if he did this, that would bother me. But um, right now, and I say it with all honesty, it means nothing to me as far as what I think of Tom Brady, the football player, and really the person, because he treats as great as announcers. He's very courteous. He answers questions. And he's always there. He never makes an excuse like, oh, I got a dentist appointment today or this. So, I, I, of course, as an announcer, I appreciate that, too. I'm going to talk about a few other quarterbacks, specifically one other quarterback. Carson Wentz projects as a top-two pick. He's coming out of North Dakota State. And the way I figure it, that's the biggest jump in competition by a quarterback since 79 when you came out of Moorhead State. What advice would you give him? Uh, well, I, I don't know if I can give him any except, man, just keep throwing it. Keep being who you are because when you watch him play, you know, first off, the jump, I, I think we overestimate the jump. You know, in other words, when you got physical talent, you know, when you throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in the minor leagues, you're going to throw it in the majors. Oh, you might have to throw it to a different part of the plate, but you still you still got that talent, and now you just got to learn to adjust to maybe a, a little different set of rules, and you will get it done. I think the adjustment – Physically, for him, I, I don't see it being any problem at all. And, you know, North Dakota State, let's don't kid ourselves. That's not a, a, another division or a lower division of football the way everybody looks at it. They could be in the MAC. They're a mid-major. They can beat most teams. And I'm not sure about this. I'm not big in the numbers. But I think they play five major colleges or Division One teams, right? And he was 5-0 and against those. So I don't know if that means anything. And quite honestly, I don't care. I just looked at him. And I know he's big, strong, got a good arm. He's really mobile. Apparently, he's a straight-A student. There's a lot that you can put on the board and say, we know these things for sure. I look at him as a very safe pick at the quarterback position, and I think he do, he will do well in the NFL. The thing I'm wondering about, uh, uh, Phil, the other, sort of the flip side of it, and you went through it yourself. For you, what was the bigger jump, Moorhead State to the NFL or Moorhead, Kentucky to New York City? And the New York Post. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. The press. I think the press, you know, when I came up and I got drafted, it was a whole different era. And I came out of nowhere, of course, because nobody, at least we knew about Carson Wentz and saw him mentioned on ESPN and things like that and all their draft stuff uh, starting last summer. But uh, I'll never forget my first press conference. I looked out there and went, wow. I truly saw more reporters at my first press conference and I saw in all my four years at Moorhead State starting. I mean, there were many, many, many games that I played in. I was never talked to by one report. And uh, so, hey, it was it was that. But the greatest thing about going from a small division, or at least for me, to the pros, wow, is the fans. You get to play in front of big groups of people. You know, at Moorhead State, it was 5,000 people maybe. You know, I love going away and playing away games because we were always the homecoming opponent. So we'd have a big crowd. It was like, hey, I don't care. It's a big crowd. It's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, the press playing in front of big crowds, that, that was a different but exciting to me. We're talking with former quarterback Phil Sims on the Talk of Fame Network. And, and Phil, um, we had Paxton Lynch on here in the segment just before you, and you talk about big, oh. strong quarterbacks. He's a big guy. I mean, he's six foot seven. Yes. Do you like Paxton Lynch? And I, I know you're – old enough to remember, you know, Dan McGuire when he came out, he was 6'7", and he was a first-round draft pick by yes. Seattle, and they said, oh, don't draft these yes. guys. Well, then you had Brock Osweiler last year. Is that size a concern with you or no? 
Well, I think size uh, does become a detriment to a lot of positions in sports. You know, uh, you know, you can't be a six foot uh, two center in the NBA. And but I will say this about Paxton Lynch: I watched him a lot. And what's the? I don't know what movie it is. I like him a lot. Uh, I, I mean, he's really impressive. He plays like he's six foot two. He makes tremendous plays, dodging people, moving around, making throws, and you know his ability is. I don't care. Again, people say these things. Oh, look at the Auburn bowl game. I go, come on. It's Auburn against Memphis. Auburn had all those weeks to get ready for a gimmicky offense that Memphis runs. They couldn't trick them. That's what they did. And, of course, when you can't trick them, they took away some of his creativity too. But he throws the ball. He has the potential to be a big-time NFL thrower. His motion needs to tighten up a little. I see a little bit of things there. But the other thing that would, I like about him, too, he's going to be a great play-action quarterback. He was in the shotgun mostly in Memphis, but when he got under the center, he can fake because he has those big hands. He can hide the football. And the other thing is, too, he is a tremendous underneath thrower of the football, which is really where about 80% of passes go in the NFL. I, he is tremendous at it. And he uses that size to his advantage. So I would have no reservations physically. I don't know the kid. I don't know how. So I don't know anything. I just know what I see physically. Uh, I see no downside uh, for him in the NFL. Well, you also got Jared Goff up there. How would you stack these quarterbacks? Well, you know, Jared Goff is different. The other two, I just look at them from the pure physical standpoint that there's absolutely no limitations. I don't know if I'd put Jared Goff's arm in the same group as the other two guys. His mobility is not as, as, as great as Wentz and Lynch. I mean, I, boy, you have to think about when you say these guys' names because they're, <laughs> they're tongue twisters. But Jared Goff, very polished, really been taught well. And the old thing, he can, and it's usually um, overstated, but he can find the next receiver better than anybody in the draft. So, you know, he's had a lot of good training. He's had a lot of throws. And uh, so that's his pick. And, and the other thing he does really well, which I talked about to a group of people yesterday, he can throw off his back foot probably better than he can throw when he's, you know, has nobody around him. When he's on his back foot and he's under pressure, he actually physically and technically – his throwing motion is actually better, and that's a great thing for the NFL because if you can't throw off your back foot in the NFL, well, you won't be in the NFL for long because these guys can really get after the quarterback now. Hey, Phil, we're not on our back foot, but we are under pressure. We've got to go out of time. But thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, hey, and best of luck to you. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. A lot of fun. I know draft time's great, so I know there's a lot of things to talk about, and thanks for having me on. Thank you, you got it. Don't be a stranger. Come on back. Thanks. <laughs> Call me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was former quarterback Phil Sims. Up next, the case for Dick Vermeil and the Hall. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. 
Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. That, of course, was rock legend Prince. It was halftime of Super Bowl 41 in Miami. All of us were there. And all of us were dry and like Prince, but that performance makes my Mount Rushmore of halftime shows, along, of course, with uh, maybe McCartney in Jacksonville and the Apache Bells at the Super Bowl Dome in Super Bowl 12. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good one. Yeah. Apache Bells. Apache Bells. There you go. So, because we're a Hall of Fame voters, guys, quick question. Start with you, Goose. Who's your first choice for our Hall of Fame of Super Bowl halftime shows? Charter member, Up With People. <laughs> They were so good. Oh, wow. They were invited to perform four times. Yeah, most of the groups you're talking about, they don't get a second chance unless that's third or fourth. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, Apache Bells, uh-uh. McCartney, only once. How about you, Ron? <laughs> uh, well, this won't surprise you. He's up with people. I'm down with Janet Jackson's uniform <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> Wardrobe malfunction. That was good. <laughs> that was Houston. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a great one. <laughs> yeah. The only one I, I was awake through. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best performance of a lifetime. Hey, well, I'll tell you what. Um, the guy I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm not talking about halftime shows, but he never made anyone's halftime Hall of Fame. But you know what? Yeah, he should at least be in the discussion for someone's Hall of Fame. A correction, he already is. He's in ours. No, he's in mine because this is our State Your Case segment. And I'm going to state the case for former coach and friend of the show, Dick Vermeil who not only is in Canton, but has only come close when he's driven to the place. And that's too bad, uh, just as it's too bad that Dan Reeves and Tom Flores, friend of the show, Dan Reeves, friend of the show, Don Coriel, uh, they're not there. And, and I know at least Don is a finalist and has been a finalist for the Hall of Fame for three years, but Reeves, Flores, and Vermeil, they can't get a sniff. Listen, I'd consider Vermeil based on this alone. He's the only coach in NFL history to have three jobs. 
and never get fired. True story. He retired from the Eagles after 1982, Rams after 99, the Chiefs after 2005. Of course, he deserves consideration based on more than just that, uh, like raising two horrible franchises and one so-so club and, and putting all three in the playoffs. He took two of them to Super Bowls, won Super Bowl 34 with an Arena League quarterback who before 1999 never started an NFL game. Dick Vermeule was a coach of the year. He won more games than John Madden. That would be Ron's best buddy. He won more playoff games than Paul Brown. And he won more league championships than Marv Levy, friend of the show. I know his overall record, which is 120, 109, is barely above 500. I understand that, but, but that's what happens when you ask to raise the Titanic. And Vermeule did again, again, and again. I'm not saying he belongs in Canton. I want to make sure you understand that. I'd just like to see his case discussed. I mean, this guy hasn't even been a semi-finalist for crying out loud, just as Reeves and Tom Flores haven't. And you know what? That's not right. It's bogus. bogus. Hey, I think I think one of the issues is we uh, get the coaches into that contributor category, but that doesn't like appears to be anytime soon. So with that in mind, Vermeil or Coriel? Yeah, you're hitting close to home, Goose. I covered Don, and I believe very much in Don Coriel. I've spoken out before in that room about him. I take Don Coriel, not just because he he did what Dick Vermeil did, was which was uh, put the Cardinals and the Chargers on the map, um, but he changed the game. Now he didn't get to a Super Bowl. Vermeil did, and, and Vermeil won one. Don didn't get there, but I think Coriel changed the game. You know, people say it was on offense, but it was on defense too. I mean, defenses were forced to come up with. Something to combat um, the mismatches he created by moving players. I, I thought he was ahead of his time. I think his impact is still felt today. To me, Don Coyle is more than just a head coach. He was an innovator. Well, how do you get around, and you alluded to it, how do you get around a marginal winning percentage of 524 and get into the Hall of Fame when you've got guys that have won two Super Bowls and can't get in there? It's... Yeah, good question, Ron. Two words. Weeb Eubank. He was 502 with one more victory than losses. And I, I know... He was with the Jets when they pulled that Super Bowl three upset of the Colts, uh, and I understand that. But he won NFL championships with Johnny Unitas, who I consider, and I think you guys consider, the greatest quarterback in the game. So uh, it's been done. I understand that that's a negative, but it's been done. I just think that Vermeil's work with three different teams so sort of speaks for itself. Well, that's the signal. We've got to move fast. It's a two-minute drill with Ron Borges in control. Now he's in from the Caribbean to ask this week's questions. So Rick and I are going to answer. Derek Burns, our producer, is on the clock. And guys, Ron, let's get going. Here we go. Fitting. Uh, this is a fitting question a couple reasons, Prince, in my uh, last week. Purple rain, purple haze, that would be me, or purple people eaters? This week I'll go with purple rain. Yeah, uh, no, this one's easy. Was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. <laughs> yeah, now that's music, boys. <laughs> that Who's under center for the Patriots in the opening game? The quarterback of the future, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who's under center? Grass. <laughs> I'll assume... I'll assume you've been smoking grass. I'll assume before the NFL begins to market free Tom Brady jerseys with a number 12 on the back. Not sure if we'll see it anytime soon from the NFL, but I could see the NFL PA doing it. <laughs> as soon as they sell out of those free Johnny and Josh Gordon t-shirts. NFL PA attorney Jeffrey Kessler told ESPN a settlement in Deflategate could have been made if the NFL was, quote, reasonable, unquote. What does he define as reasonable? Conceding a winning hand. Something other than industrial justice. The former overall number one bust, Jamarcus Russell. 
Raiders. Hasn't played football in six years, but he wrote all 32 teams asking for another chance and said he'd play for free. If you're the GM of the world, do you give him another chance? Like you last week, Ron, that ship has left port and it's not coming back. <laughs> Ron did come back. Uh, no, I wouldn't. But you know what? If I were the GM of the Eagles, why not? Speaking of the Eagles, Sam Bradford could have become a free agent March 9th but signed a two-year deal with $22 million in guarantees. Now he wants out of Philly because he doesn't want to compete. Where is he on your sympathy meter? $22 million to spend two years as a babysitter for a young quarterback is a pretty good gig. Ask any babysitter. Uh, Ron, he's right there with uh, Kanye West. <laughs> well, well, my favorite, the Amish rifle, Ryan Fitzpatrick's value go up or down after the draft? Neither. The draft never alters the price of mediocrity. Oh! Uh, it's going to go up. Remember, you can never have enough quarterbacks in Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> or enough Amish. A Baylor basketball player, Rico <laughs> Gathers, is 6'6", 273 pounds, and a potential draft pick. If the draft was on Halloween, would he be a trick or a treat? A mid-round trick, a seventh-round treat. Neither. He'd be Ichabod Crane. <laughs> Patrick Peterson told Josh Norman to know your worth. Two days later, Norman signed a deal worth $36.5 million in guarantees. Who's the better economist, Norman or Peterson? Neither. The guy who identified that worth, Bruce Allen. Everyone but the Redskins. They all passed on the guy. That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll hear from ESPN's John Clayton, John Turney of Pro Football Journal, and former running back Clint Jones, the second pick of the 1967 draft. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now, in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now, who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Going on now at Guitar Center, it's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings, buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar, your choice just 99 bucks. Or plug in and play with instrument or mic cables, buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. 
Dr. Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly and whose doesn't, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Welcome back to hour number two. Coming up in this hour, our historian John Turney, pro football journal, and former running back Clint Jones, the second pick of the 1967 draft, the first combined NFL-AFL draft, and that was held 50 years ago this year. But first, I promise you, we'd hear more about Tom Brady, and you know what? We're going to from ESPN's John Clayton, who's coming to us today from the draft in Chicago. John's the... Senior member of the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors. Yes, I said senior member, which means he's been on the board longer than anyone. And he's here to bring some perspective, levity, something, sanity, I don't care, to the latest Tom Brady decision. John, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for rejoining us. Thanks for coming back. Thank you so much. Now, you're saying I'm old? Is that what it is? Uh, (laughs) You're senior. Senior. No senior moments, though, John, please. I don't want to be the senior member of anything, John, but that's your choice. I know. Well, hey. Facts are facts. Well, numbers don't lie. Numbers, numbers don't, lie. don't lie, John. And you've been on this board longer than anyone else. So let's just get straight to the heart of this thing. If this is the end of the Deflate Gate story, and I'm not sure it is, but it seems like it might be. But if it is, what damage does this do to Tom Brady's legacy? And could it affect his Hall of Fame candidacy? Certainly, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a a downturn, I guess you could say, but I don't think it's going to affect anything as far as a Hall of Fame. I mean, because once he won that last Super Bowl beating Seattle, at least in my opinion, he became the greatest quarterback in Super in NFL history, you know, passing Joe Montana, passing Johnny Unitas. And so, uh, you know, number one, and again, we're supposed to consider uh, the things on the field, and I know this could be considered slightly on the field because of footballs uh, supposedly that go on to the field, but no. I th- it's not going to change my opinion on him. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's right now, in my opinion, the best quarterback who's ever played the game. He's earned that, even though certainly you can look at the uh, incident and say, all right, it's going to pull him down a little bit, but it's not going to pull him out of the number one slot, in my opinion. John, we had Hall of Famer Charles Haley on our show last summer, and we asked him who he'd rather have, Joe Montana or Tom Brady, and he was rather emphatic. Joe Montana or Tom Brady? Joe Montana. Um, Joe didn't have teeth. Whoa. So, um, yeah. Hello. Hey, you know what? Hey, I've lost respect. I've lost all respect because, you know, when when your your integrity is is challenged in a game of football, man, all his Super Bowls are tainted. All his Super Bowls are tainted because of what's going on. Because you've got to say, okay, it just didn't happen overnight. So, John, do you agree or disagree with Haley? Well, I mean, I'm still sticking by Tom Brady. I mean, it does taint him, but it doesn't change it. But I, I now put him over Montana. Now, remember, I didn't play on a team with Joe Montana. I covered the league at that time. I covered Joe Montana games. I grew up in Pittsburgh where he grew up. I knew his father very well. But you know, when Tom Brady got that last Super Bowl, it put him over the top, in my opinion. You know, I'm not going to get into the argument about system quarterback or anything like that. I think the one thing that amazed me about what I see from Tom Brady this late in his career is that you know he's still amazing in getting better. I mean, Montana, unbelievable. That's why, in my opinion, he was number two. But in number one goes to Brady because look what he's been able to do. Last year, he was pretty much running a spread offense, almost a college spread offense, without that benefit of a running game, without much on the offensive line, and he was just tearing it up. 
And so, uh, no, in fact, and I'm looking forward to see once he does get back from his four-game suspension, which it looks like that probably is going to stay, that uh, he's going to be on a vengeance. He was on a vengeance last year, and you saw it all through the season, and it took his game to a higher level. We'll see where it takes his game this year. John, if we look at the other side of this, which is the labor management uh, war, it appears to me that if this stands, which I think it's going to, this was a big blow for the players and the players' union, uh, putting Brady aside, in that prior to this, uh, one could theorize how much power the Goodell had or did not have. But now there's a federal appeals court decision not only saying that he has uh, all this power, but also in several instances saying to the players, you want something different, you should have negotiated something different. Where does this leave the players and the union uh, going into their next negotiation? Uh, I'm pretty uh, worried about that one because I have to think it's going to be very difficult for the players to get much back, and they're going to have to try to get much back. Now, remember, this is what they agreed to, and that's what the two judges affirmed in this most recent decision. It's like, hey, if you had a problem with Roger Goodell uh, having this kind of authority, you should have changed it in the CBA, and you elected not to do that. But I still go back to when this all started. And it really started back when Adam Jones was having his problems. Because I remember I saw Gene Upshaw, the late Gene Upshaw, at the uh, Indianapolis Marriott, and he was getting a cup of coffee. And so we started talking, and he goes, hey, so what do you think about uh, this player uh, discipline issue? Because, you know, it started to come from the players, go through Gene, go to Roger Goodell, and literally the players were asking him to help save the game to a certain degree by trying to clean this up and give him the authority. So it kind of started on the ground roots by players, and uh, it was never changed in 2011, even though that could have been a bargaining chip or it could have been something that they traded out. And so, yeah, from that standpoint, I mean, this is a big loss because, as you can see, we're midway through this 10-year deal, and they can't change it. I mean, they unless uh, another court takes it, and right now the odds are against that. Hey, John, and we're speaking with ESPN's John Clayton. A couple of things. First of all, I was glad to see you didn't challenge Charles Haley earlier. Never a good idea no, to no, get in an no, argument with Charles never, Haley. Not a good idea. No. Um, secondly, and John, of course, is a senior member, as we mentioned, of the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors. Um, John, since we're talking about discipline here, do you expect Brady to serve that four-game suspension, or do you think it will be lessened? And as a follow-up, if it's not— how does anyone justify giving this guy four games for maybe having a, quote, general knowledge, unquote, of letting air out of footballs when Greg Hardy got the same penalty for nearly killing a woman? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you, you sound like two of the judges that have listened to this case. The first one, which pulled in Brady's favor, and the chief justice in the uh, second court who uh, basically said the same thing. He said, you know, there was no alternative uh, as far as a penalty uh, that uh, he doesn't understand where you get the four games from. I mean, you can see that there is a big question about that, and I think that is a debate. I mean, the problem for the players, though, is that what they can't debate is that he has the authority to do this, and you would hope through negotiations that maybe they can get something done, but those talks have broken off. I mean, Roger Goodell at least has won the authority, will continue to have it, unless there's some major trade-out, and I don't anticipate that happening. But, no, I think that because in many ways, I mean, the thing that kind of irritated me about the decision is the uh, the cell phone thing. Okay, it's bad when you destroy the cell phone because you're destroying evidence. But it almost looked like the twist in this decision, aside from the fact that it was in the CBA, was it's like, okay, so we destroyed the cell phone and that should make him guilty. Well, I mean, how do you know what was in the cell phone? That, to me, was a little disturbing. John Clark talked about the general knowledge of letting air out of the football. Do you think he knew air was coming out of those footballs? Uh, I, I think Aaron was coming out of the footballs, whether he knew it or not. I mean, let's put it this way. We know one thing about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks 
since high school, and you could be a high school quarterback, is going to know the differences in the way the balls are. So you would have to think that he would have some tangible knowledge. He's not going to pick up which ones are filled, which ones are not, and all those different things. But, I mean, the one thing that we do at least know, at least as far as some of the things that came out of the case, is that, you know, there was somebody allegedly going into the bathroom with the uh, ability to take out air from the football. Now, again, we don't know for sure if he knows about it, but you'd have to think there's a chance he might have known about it. But that's one that there is no evidence that can confirm that. Well, of course, John, and that's a good point. And a lot of people, uh, Clark being one of them, you know, hang their hat on that. But I think we all know, uh, or many of us uh, know, that arbitration is not a courtroom. Uh, you know, the rules are much looser in terms of evidence and not evidence. You're right. If this was actually a, uh, a court case, you, know, you, you couldn't get a conviction. Although Aaron Hernandez is doing double life uh, and no one's yet convinced and you know, proven that he pulled the trigger. So there you go. I guess my question is, if, if you were the union, would you have proceeded forward knowing that the risk was pretty high that at some point you could get a federal court decision uh, against you, putting Brady aside, uh, that's really going to be a problem for your membership. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think they had no choice. I mean, even they had to just kind of follow the case and then hope that they got the right configuration of judges that were going to make the decision. And it turned out that you know, in the first case, remember, the NFL put in for that specific judge and just got buried in the court. I mean, they lost big time in case number one in this one i mean you can see immediately from march the third the sound of two judges you know they weren't going to buy the union's argument because they were going to go for the rule of law as far as you know hey normally you don't overturn arbitration you have a negotiated thing with the union you go with that decision and that's pretty much what they went so even though they knew the chance that they could uh, maybe lose this when you had to proceed. Number one, Tom Brady was going to make them proceed. That's one thing we know for sure. And then number two, you'd have to figure that, uh, you know, it's still there's still a small chance they can maybe move this into the second court with the 21-judge panel. And then if not, maybe to see if there's going to be something in the Supreme Court. I think you, if you're going to be the union, you have to exhaust all ways to try to clean something up that you think is wrong. Hey, John, I know you're at the draft. You know who's on the clock? We are. We got to go. <laughs> thanks, John. Thanks, thanks John. Okay, thanks. That was Hall of Fame voter John Clayton of ESPN. Up next, John Turney of the Pro Football Journal. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. <laughs> now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. 
going on now at Guitar Center. It's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings. Buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar. Your choice, just 99 bucks. Or plug it and play with instrument or mic cables. Buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. I've always had the dream, my whole life, I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Ron, question for you. What does it mean? What does it mean, Ron, when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? And you should have called 10 minutes ago. That's right. You should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, not 10, 15. So go. That's Geico.com. One of our favorite guests is historian John Turney of the Pro Football Journal, and, and we enjoy John so much. Uh, we're going to make him a regular on this show. True story with one appearance, at least one, uh, once a month. And, and we figured this was the right time to check in with John on the 5-0 Hawaii 5-0 50th anniversary of the combined NFL-AFL draft and see what he liked, maybe what he didn't, about that draft. John, first of all, welcome back. Aloha and happy birthday to uh, Ron. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 22 years old, finally can drink. Ron's not 5-0. <laughs> he can almost yeah, remember what 5 I can't even remember when I was 5-0. <laughs> That's right. Hey, second, John, um, th- this draft, I'm talking about the 67 draft, that was one that was loaded with talent. We've got um, six Hall of Famers in the first two rounds. So, um, and I think there were eight overall. But I'm just wondering, from your vantage point, you know this stuff pretty cold. Uh, who got the most value for their pick? And I'm just looking down the board. Got Oakland at 17. They got Gene Upshaw there. And Detroit, second round, Lem Barney at 34. Kansas City, second round, Willie Lanier at 50. They're all Hall of Famers. So there's another Hall of Famer, Kenny Houston at number, true story, number 214. So who got the, the most value with their pick? Well, and I think you're also, you know, uh, the 15th pick was Alan Page. That's right. Now, right. you look back and you would think, well, he would have been, based on his career, the first guy taken overall. But you have to remember... It might not have been seen as a value pick at the time. He was coming out of college, 278 pounds. There was questions about how, how hard and how much he loved the game. And he was not a fast guy. I've interviewed Alan, as you folks have. The best 40 he ever ran was uh, 5'1". 
and he was drafted as a defensive end, and he did not do well there. So it wasn't until they moved him to tackle that uh, he began to be the dominant player we know. So I, I would I would say Willie Lanier is the best value pick, but you certainly can't go wrong with uh, Lim Barney and the other guys you mentioned as well. John, you mentioned Alan Page. Michigan State and Notre Dame played that 10-10 tie in 1966 in the 67 draft. Those two schools produced seven first-round picks, and in addition, 16 of the players who started that game were drafted in 67. So, so where does that rank in terms of NFL talent on a field for a single college game? Well, I think it would have to be in the top five, maybe. Um, I don't have it first, but it was also a little bit different back then because, as you know, a lot of those guys were seniors in that 66 Michigan State Notre Dame game. They all came out in the 67 draft. But I look at like the 96 Florida Florida State game. Yeah, you know, how many first round picks came out of there? Uh, Bulware, Walter Jones, Warwick Dunn, Reinhard Wilson. Then the next year you had like five more. Uh, Wadsworth, Trey Thomas, well, actually Cowart and Roll, Samari Roll were, were second rounders. Then Florida had three wide receivers that were taken, two in the first round. Another in the second round. So that, that always stood out to me. The 93 Notre Dame-USC game is another one. Anytime you get Notre Dame and USC, seems like a lot of those guys get drafted. So I would say certainly top five. Uh, it could be number one, but I would, I would have to like, do a little more breakdown. Well, as Clark mentioned, uh, six Hall of Famers in the first two rounds in that draft and all these great uh, players in that draft. But then there's always uh, teams that, like the Chiefs who drafted a guy in the first round named Gene Trosh. Which I actually thought was a throat condition, the trash. But anyway, <laughs> who the hell was that guy? And and then they get Jim Lynch and and and, and Willie Lear in the second round. How do they end yeah, up Trosh, with Gene? Who is he? Big he was. I don't know if they were falling in love with the, those giant guys. Remember, it was Hank Stram doing the drafting. Trosh was six seven, two seventy. He was kind of the forerunner to uh, Ted Hendricks on that Miami team. But uh, he played three years and didn't record a sack. So I think that. <laughs> the definition of bust. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Trosh, didn't didn't he sing Wild Thing? Wild <laughs> Thing. You, oh, no, that was the Trogs. Sorry. I, uh, we're talking with our favorite historian, John Turney, a pro football journal. And you can find John's stories on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And I'll tell you, you ought to look for them. They're great. Um, I, John, I'll tell you a pick that I loved. I'm looking down this list. Danny Obramowitz by New Orleans. They didn't get him the second round, third round. They got him with the 420th selection. How does a guy like that last that long? Maybe they didn't send scouts to Xavier to, to watch him. Now, he was he was essentially small and slow, and, and he had great hands. And I, I imagine it, wasn't, it was because of his, what they call now, the measurables. However, I, he turned out to be the best receiver of that draft. I mean, between he and John Gilliam, I don't know who you would pick, but he certainly was the, the epitome of the guy. Does, he reminds you of, of Phil Elliott in the movie North Dallas 40. I think that's who he was trying to look like, if you ask me, more than Fred Blitzkopf. The <laughs> guy with the, the cut sleeves and the, sure. the eye black. Yeah, and the sure. Face bar. <laughs> John, there were two All-America basketball players taken in that draft, Pat Riley and Jimmy Walker, an Olympic shot porter. Randy Matson, and also one of the great footnotes in NFL history, the only player to die on a field during the game, Chuck Hughes, came out in that draft. Was it, do you have a favorite off-the-wall pick in that particular draft? Not particularly off-the-wall because he was a two-sport athlete, but I always liked Preston Pearson in the 12th round. I thought he was a fantastic role player, 
and helped develop that kind of specialization that happened in the 70s. You remember very well, uh, Goose, when he would come on the field and it seemed like third and six, he's going to get a first down and was uh, instrumental in, in several Super Bowls for not only Dallas, but Pittsburgh. Well, if you took that draft now, John, and I, you like to come up with these uh, all-time career year lineups and all these other sort of things, so let's take this draft, shake it upside down and sideways, and redraft. If you're redrafting uh, today based on what you know now, who is your first pick in that draft? I would have to go with Alan Page. Uh, of course, you're assuming that my team needs everything, but I would put Alan Page at the top, probably Rayfield Wright second, Kenny Houston maybe third, Gene Upshaw maybe fourth, something like that. Well, and if I'm, you could I'm, promise me guys wouldn't get hurt, boy, George Webster would be tempting. I don't think we really know what he could have ended up doing. And Bubba Smith was the top of the draft. We had him. We have him with uh, double-digit sacks in 1970-71. Then he blows out a knee in a, in a freak accident. Another one who could have been all a famer. And could crush beer cans with Burt Jones. <laughs> There's another hey, you mentioned that you folks. Oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, I, I was going. I was going to ask you earlier. There, you, you mentioned Rayfield Wright, and you know, you said he'd be the maybe what the second player off your board or third, right in I there. I would say so. I, I like. I, I loved Rayfield Wright's game. I think he was drafted to uh, as a project, but then once they they put him in the game in 1969 to face Deacon Jones, and he really got the better of Deacon in that game. Even though the Rams won 24 to 23, Deacon didn't have many tackles and no sacks, and then. They moved an all-pro right tackle to left tackle so Rayfields could play that right tackle and face the really good defensive ends. Back in that era, the right tackle was the dominant one. Yeah, well, hard to believe, John. He lasted until the seventh round, 182nd choice, too. Hey, John, thanks for the time. We can't last until the seventh round because we got to get going. But thanks for the time. And we are going to check in with you next month. We'd like to have you on once a month. I'd be glad to. Hope I do a good job. <laughs> you do a great job, John. Thanks so much. Thanks, thanks John. Thanks. That was John Turney of the Pro Football Journal. Coming up, the second pick of that 1967 draft, former running back Clint Jones. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Going on now at Guitar Center, it's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings, buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar, your choice just 99 bucks. Or plug in and play with instrument or mic cables, buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. 
Life is as easy as it is peasy. As peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this is the 50th anniversary of the merged NFL draft, the first ever conducted jointly with and by the AFL and NFL in 1967. Our next guest, of course, was the second overall selection of that draft. Talking about halfback Clint Jones of Michigan State. Clint was one of four Spartans taken in the first eight picks. Four with defensive tackle Bubba Smith going first overall, linebacker George Webster fifth, and wide receiver Gene Washington eighth. No school since has had four of the top eight picks of a draft, and I know because our resident Spartan honk, Rick Goslin, told me. <laughs> Clint Jones, thanks for joining us, and happy anniversary. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. We've got the Michigan State marching band behind us here. <laughs> yeah, best in the nation, huh? <laughs> hey, Clint, Michigan State was one of the top NFL producers in the 60s with such elite prospects as Herb Adderley, George Sames, Gary Ballman, Fred Arbanis, Ed Buddy, all benefiting financially from the bidding war between the two leagues. I'm sure it was an honor for you to be the second overall pick of your draft, but there w- was there any disappointment that there was no bidding war for your services? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it really uh, cut, cut, took a lot of money out of our pocket. But I'm sure that was their intention. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was so appreciative to even be drafted as high as I did and to be able to even play professional football and get the contract that I did. And I didn't have an agent. As a matter of fact, I went in with my mother to uh, talk and negotiate with uh, Jim Fink. And a guy named uh, Buddy Young had been babysitting me uh, prior to the season and all the offseason after my junior year. So he kind of like uh, kind of brainwashed us, and so <laughs> he did us a disfavor, actually. <laughs> I'll bet he did. Uh, the draft in those days, of course, wasn't what it is today, uh, Clint. As you know, uh, you know, no TV back then, no big Mel Kiper hairdo, uh, no publicity, fanfare, any of that stuff. Just wondering, how did you find out that you were the second overall uh, pick, a choice by the Vikings? Well, uh, actually, Buddy Young was by my side. Buddy Young was up me like white and white, white and rice. <laughs> I know. Actually, I was supposed to go to New York, and that's where I thought I was going. And then, but he told me that like uh, there's a little change in plan. And uh, matter of fact, I can remember being in New York, I believe, and uh, the coach Van Brocklin. I yep. think he was still the coach. And uh, well, he was in the audience or something. 
And I looked back behind him and he winked at me. And I said, that's kind of weird. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but <laughs> you know, it was a kind of wink like, you know, hey, you know, good luck. It was another kind of wink. But at any rate, I wind up going to uh, Minnesota. And I tell you, I have no regrets whatsoever. It was a blessing. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the merged NFL-AFL draft with former running back Clint Jones. Was very happy to be in Minnesota and was the second overall pick of that draft in 1967. And Clint, just wondering, did you? I mentioned um, Bubba Smith and, and George Webster and, and Gene Washington. Did you guys have any friendly bets or friendly competition wagers, whatever, over who would go highest in that draft? Not at all. It wasn't even in my consciousness. And I don't. I don't know if it wasn't in, in Bubba's, but one thing I knew. I knew that Don Shula was going to draft uh, Bubba. I knew that because Don Shula came to Michigan State, and he had a talk. He took Bubba and I to lunch, and he had a talk with us, and he was trying to make up his mind. And so he's interviewing us, and he's talking to us. And at that meeting, uh, he said that uh, you know he's going to probably go with Bubba because, you know, they had Big Daddy Lipskin. Bubba kind of reminded uh, them of him and also uh, me, you know, Lenny Moore. So that was uh, – I was just thinking, and so I I knew that Bubba was going to go first, but I wasn't, uh, you know, it was such a phenomenal experience that, you know, I just, you know, just just think about it, you know. We didn't have all the hype and everything they have now. You know, that was a, you know, the, the, to get that kind of opportunity was like, a, you know, like winning a lotto. So it yeah, was they never, couldn't, you know. They couldn't take you to lunch today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, Clint, back, I mean, back in, it's a different culture now, a totally different culture. Clint, back in the early 60s, the SEC and the Southwest Conference weren't recruiting African-American players. Even the Big Ten and Pac-8 were minimal participant, participants in such recruiting. But Duffy Doherty at Michigan State threw the door open and recruited the South heavily, pulling Bubba, Gene Washington, George Webster, all out of Texas, and stocking his roster with African-American players. What other options did you have coming out of high school? And did the black players on that Michigan State team sense at the time they were becoming trailblazers for future generations? We didn't even think about it. You know, you know it was primarily on our mind? Keeping each other in school because it was a culture shock for a lot of the guys. Now, one time Bubba wanted to leave. Another time Charles Thornhill wanted to leave. It was really it was a cultural shock for a lot of the guys. You know, it, it, the same it was for me also. We spent a lot of time encouraging each other. Duffy's um, recruiting. that He had a relationship with the coaches in the South. You know, he's putting on clinics for them. And so he had a... Uh, he had leads and the relationships that he developed in the black in the black high schools in the South. So, it's, so it's no wonder that like that he uh, recruited so many players and things just kind of happened. I don't think anybody really had an idea what we had when they sent us up to play the varsity. That's when I started popping, and they realized this is a very special group of young men. He had eight players, as you mentioned, talk about special. He had eight players selected in the 67 draft, six more in the 68 draft. Uh, as talented as that team was, how does Notre Dame ever tie you 10-10 to 10 in, in, in 1966 and spoil a perfect season? I remember yelling at the TV, somebody go for it. Uh, but, but I was a kid. Uh, how did that ever happen with a team as talented as your team? Well, that's a good question. You know, something that is kind of meant to be, but I'll tell you what, had it not been a tie, it wouldn't have been immortalized like it has. It's yeah, very difficult. Right find it very difficult to remember who's the national champions in any year. 
Yeah. Except maybe last year. But everybody, there's something about that was like a, there's a paradigm shift in consciousness and in sports and the NCAA. It just, everybody remembers it. And it was something that was seen not only in the United States, but in Hawaii. It was seen overseas, you know, I think in Europe and Vietnam. You know, and it was an internationally televised game. And that was the first, first time they had sideline uh, cameras. There was a lot of firsts about that 1966 team, a lot of them that a lot of people don't know about, you know. So uh, you know, that's one of those things in history that happened. It's not a planned thing. But actually, you know, if you really look at the film, you'll see where Jesse Phillips intercepted a pass, and they didn't give it to him. We've got about a minute to go here, and, and, and I want to ask you one last question. Speaking of first, um, if, if you had to do all over again, if you look at the draft, the players you've seen since, who would be the first running back you'd draft from any era? From any era, looking back? Yeah. Wow, that's a tough question. Outside of yourself, of course. Well, that's, uh, you know, so many great ones. You know, well, Ernie Davis, Ernie Davis, you know. Okay. And ben, uh, Barry Sanders, you know. That's Jim a Brown? Tough question. Jim Brown, you know, absolutely Jim Brown. He's my, both of those two are my heroes, Jim Brown and Ernie Davis. And I and it, and as a matter of fact, the influence that Ernie Davis had in me when I heard that he died, I made a vow that I was going to break the record in every hurdle race that I ran. So I ran the hurdles, and I did. I had uh-huh. such a passion about him, you know. And one both the record and the state track meet and at Ohio State and and the city meet to prepare for that. So you know, there's so many outstanding athletes. It's all about fortune. Now, I don't mean good luck in the right place at the right time, the circumstances, a lot of things have to come into come into play. And it's kind of like a, it's a karmic type of situation, Some, you know, where all the pieces just kind of fit into place for anything like that to happen. And we just had that fortune. Clint, I want to thank you so much for the time. And you know what? Thanks for the memories of the 1967 draft. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me on your program. I appreciate it. Thanks, Clint. That was former running back Clint Jones. When we return, we'll hear why Sam Bradford deserves your sympathy. Not. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness 
Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette with news for AARP members. Stay at Motel 6 and get great benefits like a 10% discount, free Wi-Fi, even late checkout on request. Those are a big help because members say they want to travel more. They also say they want to go on cruises. And while we have over 1,200 convenient locations, they don't float, so no help there. Book by calling 855-M6-AARP-0. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC. You should know that by now. If your computer runs slowly and who's doesn't, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number. Just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. You know, guys, we mentioned the passing of Prince earlier in the show in the first hour. We also lost a longtime and valued columnist last week when Jerry Green of the Orlando Sentinel passed away at the age of 74. Now, ESPN's Lee Corso once said, quote, I don't think I ever heard somebody say something bad about Jerry Green. And we should all be so lucky. I, I, I didn't know Jerry, but I did see him at numerous events, including Super Bowls and playoff games. And I know plenty of people he touched, including our own Rick Goslin. Yeah, any reporter who lived through a season like the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ooh, had, ouch, that gave Jerry ouch. my unwavering respect. A nice man who provided us the pulse of Florida and never lost a sense of humor. Yeah, well, Jerry Green, the Orlando Sentinel, gone too soon at the age of 74. Well, there was nothing, as I mentioned, Lee Corso once said, that was ever said bad about Jerry Green. Of course, the same cannot be said about Boston's favorite sports writer. Well, thank you very much. with another gorgeous or... And today's Ron is going to tell us about yet another quarterback, yet another one. He's not on the clock. He's not going to be suspended. He's just looking for the next plane out of town. Wow. Clark, we used to be friends until we started doing this show. What happened? No, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> used to be friends. <laughs> uh, Sam Bradford's agent says uh, his guy is a competitor, but Sam Bradford says he's not willing to compete with a number one draft pick for the starting job in Philadelphia. So is the guy a competitor or a complainer? Maybe both, but either way, one thing's for sure. He's someone who feels entitled to job security that he hasn't earned, which to me is bogus as it gets in sports. Bradford has not been a colossal bust since coming to the NFL as the overall number one pick six years ago, but his body has been too often busted up. He came to St. Louis as damaged goods, took a beating uh, that led to missing 21% of his starts. He's never had led a team to a winning record and wasn't 500 and he'll go in 7-7 seven and seven last year, his first in Philadelphia. Yet he says, start me or trade me. Really? Bradford could have bet on himself on March 9th and become a free agent, but instead he opts for a two-year deal with an $11 million bonus and $22 million in guaranteed money. Okay, but what did he think the Eagles offered a short-term contract for? 
that they thought he was their future? If he did, that's bogus. And it also doesn't say much for an Oklahoma education. Uh, Bradford wants it both ways. He's willing to grab short-term cash. Then he refuses to participate in team activities and demands a trade when the Eagles take a quarterback with a draft second pick rather than compete with him and free agent signee Chase Daniel. That's not a competitor. It's bogus. Now, Daniel, on the other hand, is tweeting how happy he is in Philly. Now, look, maybe he's Eddie Haskell trying to become the teacher's pet. But is that worse than refusing to go to work a month after signing a new contract? Tom Conn and his agent says Bradford wants to be, quote, the guy somewhere. Well, if he does, why not do it where he signed a, a contract to do so? If he plays like the guy the Rams thought he'd be, he'll be the Eagles quarterback or the most valuable free agent in NFL history in two years. If he doesn't, he got paid big time despite being small time. So where's the downside? Sam Bradford is 23-37-1, guys, as a starter and one of the richest players in NFL history without ever leading a team to a winning season. Yet he's demanding a trade a month after signing a new contract. Now, to me, that's bogus. Ron, 23-37-1, never had a winning season. What on earth were the Eagles thinking when they gave him that contract? Good question. (laughs) Good question. Clearly, they were not thinking. I mean, if you look at the moves they've made at quarterback in this trade to, to, to move up for the number two pick to take another one, Everything was like a shotgun approach. Oh, today we'll do this. Well, let's try doing this. It's like, you know, kids on ADD. Boom, bam, 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 boom. But we don't know what we're doing. And I think that now they're reaping what they sowed, which is a ton of problems and a lot of big contracts that aren't going to be that easy to carry. Hey, Ron, you know, it's funny hearing you talk about here. My issue is not exactly with Sam Bradford. It's with Chase Daniel. Did you say happy in Philadelphia? <laughs> Who's happy in Philadelphia? They're only happy when they're miserable. Happy well, in right. Philadelphia? Come on. Well, you're right, Clark. You know, that's an example of, of the difference between a guy like Bradford, who's had everything uh, handed to him probably since he was 10, and a guy like Daniel, who was kind of, you know, uh, hustling around uh, and just trying to make it. And he's happy to be there, and he's making seven mil. Big cash for most of us. Uh, Sam Bradford's making you know more than twice as much. Unhappy. You figure yeah. it out. Seven mils of backup. That is the two-minute warning, and we're going to get right on to it with, yes, Ron Borges doing more two-minute drill questions. So, you know what? Let's just get right to them. Well, boys, RG3's got a new motto. No pressure, no diamonds. What the hell does that mean? That's no diamonds? Stupid. means he won't be playing baseball. The myth that pressurized coal produces diamonds. Andrew Luck has started an online book club. Nerd of the week or new age quarterback? Entrepreneur. If his first book is, a, is the Indianapolis Playbook, I know 31 defensive coordinators who will sign up. Well, his teammate, Pat McAfee, countered with his own idea. A Cliff Notes book club. Which one do you guys join? I'm going to join the Cliff Harris book club. I'm a book guy. Panthers tight end Greg Olson is warning his teammates about a potential Super Bowl hangover in Carolina. Did that start at ha- before halftime? Uh-uh. No, Ron. It started with a quarterback. Thinking... He was Clark Kent. Instead of the six minutes to go in the first quarter when Von Miller crushed Cam Newton for a sack, forced fumble, and never touched down, that headache became a hangover. Voluntary workers have begun around the NFL. If you lived in Southern California but worked in Green Bay, where would you volunteer to work out? Easy. Black's Beach in San Diego. I'd go wherever they're paying me to work out. I see a trend with you, Gooser. Thomas Davis says he couldn't lift his daughter after playing in the Super Bowl with a broken arm. So how do you play in the game? Medical miracle or chemical miracle? Yeah, he avoided lifting his daughter for four quarters. The Panthers had a better medical plan than game plan. Chargers GM Tom Telesco says San Diego's running game has to improve after finishing last in yards per attempt. Does this qualify as insightful or frightful? No, it qualifies as 
Duh. It's a vote of confidence for Laramie Tunsil with the third overall pick. Jerry Rice says T.O. belongs in the Hall of Fame. So who's right? Jerry Rice or Clark Judge? Clark Judge. Last time I checked, he wasn't in. Please clarify. Would that be the UOT Chattanooga Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame? <laughs> Does Cleveland uh, Vice President of Football Operations Sashay Brown have a clue what he's doing? Ask the Eagles, Ron. He just took their top draft picks for the next two drafts. After that trade, he's in the rank for executive of the year. <laughs> All teams on Thursday Night Football must wear color rush uniforms this year. Why would any NFL team agree to dress up like a Thursday Night Softball League? Because Roger Goodell decreed it. You cross him and he'll suspend you for games. Help me out with this one. What exactly is Rush Limbaugh's color? (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to thank Phil Sims, Clint Jones, Paxton Lynch, John Clayton, and John Turney for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. If you want to hear this or any podcast, go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. It's easy. Otherwise, you can listen to us at this time and on this station next week. We'll look for you then. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Going on now at Guitar Center, it's Guitarathon. Your chance to save up to 30% on over 250,000 guitars, basses, amps, and accessories from major brands. Strike a chord with Martin Acoustic Strings, buy one, get one free. Pursue your tone with an Epiphone Electric or Acoustic Guitar, your choice just 99 bucks. Or plug it and play with instrument or mic cables, buy one, get one free. Music can take you a lot of places. Make sure you start at the center. This weekend at Guitar Center's Guitarathon, in-store and online. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place, just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free.